is pretty much us just giving you what we know, how we done it. And hopefully if somebody's doing it better, we're going to try to get them on the show as well. But the best way to kind of like start this podcast, and this is the first episode, is to kind of like go through the 10 things. We came up with 10 things that that kind of like stop creatives of color or black creators from growing. And uh, it, if you know any other ones, you can pretty much hit us up and tell us those. But pretty, pretty much these are the ones that I kind of like figured out over, you know, the course of the years I've been doing this stuff. And, you know, like I said, this is super subjective. Anyway, so the first one that I've, I've really realized and there's you can come in on this as well. Like, mm-hmm. it's the one of the things that stop creators from growing is collaboration, or the lack thereof. Finding people to collaborate with, or finding people that ain't got no egos to collaborate with. I personally have had this problem. I mean, I'm pretty sure you've had this problem. Oh yeah. That's the reason why, like, we kind of like you know, even when we started doing work, we were kind of like in our silos before we started doing work but mm-hmm. I've had a I've had a I've always had a problem with doing work, collaborating even though I've made valid attempts to like I've always made valid attempts to like even when I first started my company I got together a group of people and I said hey like let's do this you know anybody going to give us the opportunity so we might might as well make the opportunity ourselves that didn't work out you know those those eight people that I reached out to you know I, some of them are still good friends, but that just didn't, it didn't collaborate well. So I've always understood that I can never be great on my own. And as a result, I've always tried to collaborate, but it's really hard for people to collaborate. And I'm going to plug in my book, Creative Against Our Lives, because it's, it's really important that I have a whole chapter on collaboration and it's called Carpooling Your Dreams. Because people don't understand that you cannot get anywhere by yourself. You can't. I don't care how hard you think. I mean, I don't care how good you think you are, but you really can't get there by yourself. So mm-hmm. I just think creatives of color, like black creators in general, like got to collaborate more. And the quicker you get there, you know, if everybody's going in the same direction, but you all get in different cars, it doesn't make any sense. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I just think that's what a lot of us do. We like we like to be we like everybody got to be in charge. Everybody like I'm not like that. I don't care who you are. Like if I got to be the backup quarterback, you know, if I got to ride the bench, you know what I'm saying? I I mean, like literally, if I have to ride the bench, I mean, I mean, be honest with you, like I rode the bench in high school in football, but I still was on a winning team. We won state. You know what I'm saying? It didn't even matter. (laughs) But I was on a winning team. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. I'm, you know, it doesn't matter, though. You know, like, I'd rather, mm-hmm. you know, be on a winning team right, and be a backup quarterback than be on a losing – and starting on a losing team. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, a lot of people just don't know how to collaborate, and I think that's one of the things, mm. you know, that uh, that we lack. Um, And I can go ahead and give just a, a bit more information on that. I feel like a lot of people, a lot of black creatives are growing up in the uh, growing up in the society of this black business that we have that is a creative business first has to be in a place of surviving. So now we penny pinch off of bills trying to create the dopest thing at the cheapest price. I'm going to turn it turn, yeah, this way. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. 
Can you hear me now? Yeah, a hard time. I feel like a lot of I feel like a lot of black creators put themselves in a position of only profiting for survival, so paying bills and things like that. So our real creativity can't really be pushed because we've been grown in a society where we have to try thirty times as hard than other, you know, races and stuff like that to be where we need to be. And so what that does is, you know, subconsciously puts us in a place where we always want to be number one on the show. And so most of the time, any time that I've tried to collaborate with another team or collaborate with another person, they had a bunch of uh, ego trips where they wanted they wanted everything to be 100% their show. And I feel like, so, you know, subconsciously we do that as black creatives. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's a habit that we necessarily have to stop. So it can just start with your own business. When you are collaborating with the team or with another individual, take time to write down what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, what are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? If it's a group effort, you have to understand that the the finished product is the main goal. And I feel as if, if we would kind of pull back on the pride, pull back on who's more creative and who's doing this more. Everybody has uh, something to give for the common goal. Mm-hmm. And I feel like us as black creatives, you know, this this series isn't necessarily, you know, pushing every other race out out the forefront like they're not as good enough but they have a strategy that doesn't come with so much of the stereotypical backbiting in today's society so you know if you're a black creator oh, no, they, they 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 bite each other races bite each well, other they bite different. Back. okay you know like they bite real different. you know you know we're not gonna just do that but you know other races do that <laughs> you know well what i see i guess what i focus on and when i when i look no, but at I, it, man I, I definitely understand it i definitely understand how you know we can be really vindictive of each other. Now, I yeah. used to take that in my book. Like, you know, you still got to... Art is the contact sport. You yeah. know what I'm saying? There are some people that will steal your ideas. There are some. I've seen fights over, like, different ideas when it comes to artistry and creativity. Mm-hmm. So, I definitely understand it. But that shouldn't be a barrier to, yeah. you know, collaborate. Yeah. But Think effectively. It, yeah, no, it is what it is. So, the other one is education, man. And this is important, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, this is really a big, this is one of, me personally, I think this is one, this is really up there. And these things are not in no form or way, any type of order, but of importance. But I think education, creativity, I mean, for black creatives is another thing that hinders us. And when I'm talking about that is because like, sometimes in the industry, what depends on industry, like film industry, right? There's a language that you have to know in order to move around. Right. In photography, there's a language that you have to know. You have to know about aperture. You have to know about shutter speed. You know, you know, you might be able to you might be able to do a good photo, but you know, like when you collaborating or you working or you trying to, you know, really make some money out there, there's edu- education is extremely important and it right. doesn't mean it have to be traditional. I mean, obviously none of the so stuff that some I some sort of foundation. Yeah, you got to have you have to have some type of foundation of what you're trying to do. And and what you got to know what you're talking about, and like I, I I listen to creatives all the time, and especially my mentor my mentees, and I always let them know, and I always from jump I tell them you got to know your industry, whatever industry that you're trying to be in, you have to know it, and and honestly you have to know it like the back of your hand, and a part of knowing about the industry that you're in is knowing not only the the people that are at the top of it, it's knowing the the jargon. It's knowing the language, because if you get in a situation where you're networking, and I've seen it happen, you get in a situation you're networking, mm-hmm. 
and you're talking to some people that can really change your life or really throw you a bag, mm. and you start sounding stupid because you don't know what you're talking about, you and they start getting technical with you. And you don't know nothing. <laughs> you don't know nothing. I've seen you it play happen. Play the instrument, but don't know how to yeah, read music. You know, exactly. And, and I'm telling you, man, too many people are serious about the industry, the creative industry, to, for you not to know what you're talking about, for you not to know the ins and outs of the industry. Like, if you want to be in film, you definitely should know that, you know, a tripod can be known as sticks sometimes. Or, you know, like I said, you just got to know some of these things and because people are not going to take you serious. So education, and it comes in many forms, but I'm saying this. Know who the top of your industry is. Know who are the juggernauts in the industry is. If you got quote-unquote gatekeepers, know who those are. Know the actual jargon of it and know about it. And know what you're doing because, like, if you don't know that, that's just the basics. Like literally, that literally is just right on top of like <laughs> on top of your <laughs> technical stuff. That's just the basic. So education is one of those things that has hindered creatives of color. And you know, some of uh, you know some of the institutions that we go to haven't helped us, and I get it. You know, but at the end of the day, it ain't up for an institution mm-hmm. to help you do what you want to do in life. You know, you know, it ain't up it it, it ain't all they it ain't all on you them. So you know, they can only teach you so much. And sometimes they don't teach you enough and I get that, but look, you it's still up to you to do that. I feel also um one thing that institutions do teach us how to do is um to outsource and really go out and see how uh, vulnerable you have to be to be in a position to learn other things outside of if you go to A and M or if you go to HBCU, if you go to the PWI. Um, uh, one the getting the foundation alone helps you with so many things. Back in 2012 in February when I started, I was learning shutter speed, aperture, ISO, color temperature, uh, all of those things, and have the different type of names that they would have. So in 2018 and 19, when I get called at the last minute to go do something, well, I'm getting paid, you know, a hundred dollars to four hundred dollars to a thousand dollars. I know what that person needs because I have a deep understanding because I've done it so for so long. There are certain people in the industry that know artistically how it's supposed to look, but they don't know the code behind it. They don't know how to dissect it. Hmm, I can see this aperture with such and such. I can see this shutter speed with such and such because of the lighting and all of this and the different contrast settings in the camera and the difference between What's Canon on? and Nikon. And when you get into that, so now you get a client that's just like, hey, if you're a shooter, we already got the camera. Uh, we're shooting on Canon 5D Mark IVs or Canon C200s. Uh, we need to make it look just like that. And you know how to film it, but not the technical portion. You know the composition, but you don't know the, the you know, 24 frames per second and then 60 frames per second. You don't know none of that. So now it becomes hard for you. Now you aren't a, you, you are a high risk to them. And so you don't want to be that. You shaking. My bad, I'm fat, bro. Like I know, but... The, <laughs> you're shaking the mic you know this stuff oh, for real? This i didn't even know bro i'm this so used is a to cheap setup i'm sorry you know we don't have the, the nice stuff i do apologize it's all good you say but you no know, we obviously we <laughs> obviously you're shaking you know obviously we get hella passionate about this stuff because we are passionate about it and uh, so another thing that, you know, creators of color have a hard time doing and that's stopping them from growing is getting legit clients. Ooh. Yes. Mm, it's a sensitive area. It's very sensitive area because, you know, like I started off when I started my company, I had, you know, before. Okay. 
Let's not even start. Let's not even start there. Let's go to the college. <laughs> Let's go to college when I was designing. You I know, got some stories. <laughs> I was begging rappers to let me design their mixtape covers. You know, I was begging them for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like I was begging people to let me shoot their music videos. You know, and those were practice. You know what I'm saying? It was what it is. But those are not legit clients. And even when I started my business. And I started getting like, my first legit client probably was a horse trainer. <laughs> it was a horse trainer. Hey, but it was a client. <laughs> no, for sure. My first legit client was a horse trainer in a restaurant. And I'm going to tell you how I got those clients. Now, when I first graduated college, I couldn't get a job. So I started my own business. And when I started my own business, you know, it was like, I had to figure out how to get these other clients. But prior to that, I was in American Marketing Association and we kind of like got a grant from Walmart to help this local barbecue spot, you know, and I designed their logo for them and all that stuff. Put me on the spot. <laughs> okay. that, was, that was the first one. But like I said, I got legit clients because when I graduated, I couldn't find a job, but I started a business and then a lady ended up hiring me at, a, at the small business development center by the name Bridget Ross. She ended up hiring me, and I was working there for like eight months, and then I ended up getting a spot. I didn't. I ended up working for uh, another. I, can, I don't know if I can say the name yet, but I'll say it later on. But I ended up working for them. But long story short, when I was at the SBDC, I kind of like left there, and then some of those clients kind of like came with me. And I don't. I don't mean like I stole them, but they were like they're used to me, so they were like he stole. Them. I didn't steal them. I really didn't steal them. They were just used. To, they were yeah, used. To, they that, like that quality. They were used to working with me. And the restaurant that I had worked with, she was like, you know, I'd rather pay you, you know, even though the other services were free at the SBDC. But she said she'd just rather pay me and not have to go through a lot of other the other stuff of getting free services. Long story short, that's how I got my first two legit clients. But they weren't paying a lot of money. I, I think people have to understand this. It's like. You know, getting those clients is not easy. And getting legit clients and getting paid money, real, real money, is not easy at, at, at all. It's really a lot of discipline involved in it and a lot of uh, somewhat luck and just being prepared. But, I mean, that's some of the stuff that we are going to talk about. So, those, you know, it's really hard getting clients out here, especially legit ones that can, like, really, like, you know, you want you want to get clients to where you can work with them, and then the other ones, the ones that did, that be uh, the ones that get on your nerves, no. and the, the ones that ain't paying a lot. You can just say, "Hey, man, I'm, I'm not, not gonna, dealing I'm with not you." I'm not gonna comment on this topic because I'm, I'm in trouble. No, no, you're yeah. not in trouble. <laughs> so you want you you know like so like I said, you know, getting clients is extremely important, and I mean that's one of the things. That's one of the main things that we're definitely gonna talk about in the future is how you get major paying clients because. You know, I've been blessed. You know, I've got some major paying clients. I got a few. So, you know, I definitely want to put people up on game on how to get that that bag. Uh, and uh, which number four was is getting paid real money. <laughs> That's number four. No. Getting paid real money. Real number, money. Like real money. I ain't talking about like $100 for a logo. There's nothing there's no wrong with that because when you're starting out, you got to do what you got to do. But I'm talking about like you know, I told myself, I guess I got a dollar drop, money drop on this. I guess I do. Mm -hmm. 
because like I didn't want to. I didn't even I didn't put money in my book. You know what I'm saying? Because right. I, I felt like if people needed money to motivate them to buy my book mm. or people need money to motivate them to listen to me. Right. I was like, you know, forget it. It ain't worth it. It's not. You know what I'm saying? I shouldn't have to tell you how much I made for a logo for you to believe that this stuff was real. Yeah. I shouldn't have to tell you that, you know, how much money I made from a video or for you to believe me. For you to believe me. And it goes back to that penny pension because we're creatives by what struggle and yeah. we're trying to get these bills paid, but you know. So I mean, I'm I'm gonna be still discreet because I don't like everybody being in my in my business, but just know this, you know, everything I say is true. I'm not a liar. I don't care about social media like that. I don't really care what people think of me. I'm doing what I gotta do in life to make sure my people are good and my family's straight at the end of the day. So I'm not gonna always I'm not gonna give all details away. Just know that I've made in the thousands. A good thousand. <laughs> the thousands. A good thousands. I've made in the thousands on certain stuff. And I and, and like I said, and, and, and I will get in more detail in the future, but there's money in creativity for sure. There's definitely bags and creativity. We definitely we definitely can attest to that. Well, we've seen some stuff like where, you know, like if the camera's 40 grand, bruh. If the camera's worth forty grand, and you, you you think these you think these shoots are not like getting paid, you know you you out of your mind. Man. You know what I'm saying? If the if the brand is worth millions of dollars, you know, and it's been around for hundreds of years, and you think that the person that is designing for them is not getting paid, you are out of your mind. So just know that we we we're gonna show you how to get. We're gonna we're not show you. We're gonna tell you how we got real money and how to get real money, and hopefully you 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 learn from that. Of course. So the next one is uh, positioning brands, your brand. Mm. That's another thing that's, that steps up really. Uh, I've talked to you about it several times. Several times. I've talked to, I've talked to a lot of creatives about like uh, positioning their brands. And this is what I mean by positioning. Okay, so say for instance, uh, my friend Desmond over here, he wants to really shoot luxury photography, right? He wants to be in Vogue. He wants to be in what, what's the other stuff y'all like? Vanity Fair, um, all types of you know internet magazines, yeah. all of that. I'm not a photographer a lot like of, that. So okay. I, I know how to shoot. Photo- I know how to do a good photo, but I never call myself. <laughs> I know how to do a good photo. Right, I know how to do a good photo, but I never call myself a photographer. Y'all be on the floor. Y'all be rolling in. Y'all be rolling in sand. You know, in bushes, looking like no, paparazzi and stuff. Fine. I'm not that. That's not. I'm not going that serious. But mm-hmm. like, like, if he wants, say, for instance, Desmond wants to do, uh, you know, high end fashion photography. Well, in order for Desmond to do high end fashion photography, he has to show people that he's done high end fashion photography. And he'd be like, "Well, what if I never did high end fashion photography for somebody? Well, you know what you're gonna do? You gotta do something for free, and it's compositioning." And that's just simple. That's simple. It gets deeper than that. It gets deeper into, you know, making sure your website looks high-end so you can attract high-end clients. It goes to even deeper than that. It's just making sure, yo, you do advertising in high-end magazines. Mm-hmm. It, it all, it's all about positioning. And I don't think creatives of color don't know about positioning at all. Half time when I tell them that, you know, ask them, like, you know, what, what are you doing for positioning? Your brand. They don't. They, they don't understand that because <laughs> it's it's really about 
most of the time when we think about positioning and you say, oh, well, on your, even on your social medias or how you put stuff out there, well, if you want to position your company or Talking your, to the mic. if you want to position your uh, company into doing uh, film, short films, well, now I got, you know, graduation pictures and wedding pictures on there. Well, if I, you know, in my mind, if I take it down, nobody going to see it and I'm not going to get paid and rent due. And so we get scared of repositioning. We get scared of changing our brand in a way where we can get people to be like, oh, he's a he's a videographer. He 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 does short films and all this. We, we get scared of that because we don't want to change what's known to us already. And so really on this on this topic, it's really about taking that leap of faith um, and just trusting trusting your instinct. But Wait, the good part of your instinct, you know, you don't necessarily have to take a leap of faith like, you know. I, I, I feel I like one. Well, I'm telling you right now, like the, the, the what I've done mm. on count. I have three or four different websites, bro. Like I will, like I have three or four different companies for different things. Like I will never post a music video on my wedding company site. That's mm. just not going to happen. You know, I will never post a, a wedding video on my music video site. I just won't do it. You know, I will never post an album cover, even though I'm done it in a while. None of that stuff. On my agency site, you know, my agency partners or my clients, you know, they white collar. They don't want to mm-hmm. see, you know, some dude holding up a blunt and, right. you know, on a mixtape cover. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They want to see brand identity. They want to see stuff that they're looking for. So it's about that's a that's what positioning truly is. And I want more creators of color to really do that. And I talk to and everybody has a problem, but you got to start doing it. So another thing is being patient, and you have that problem, my brother. I'm, you can talk about that. I'm fine. <laughs> you have a big problem being patient. I'm, I'm straight. You need to work on it. Man, you don't understand. It I, goes into a lot of stuff with just patience of just the client. Just who. Well, patient, being patient. And what I mean by being patient, I don't just mean by being patient with clients. Mm. I mean by being patient with your success. I mean, oh, that I'm good at. Man. I mean, I mean by being <laughs> patient with just knowing that you're gonna get there eventually. Mm-hmm. Like I always tell people, if you know where you're going, it don't matter what time you get there, because mm. you're gonna get there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's a word. It's the truth, though. Like I've never, like I, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you what this plays, this this plays into, and and anxiety. This is what this plays into. Because mm-hmm. so many people are so worried about if they ever be successful mm-hmm. or if they ever get this type of uh, uh, fame or whatever it is, reaching their goals. They're so nervous about it that time really messes them up and it creates this anxiety issues. Mm-hmm. So now people that I know are super talented. Right. Creators that I know, like, I'm like, bro, y'all run circles around me. I mean, I see people that are designers. I see people that are videographers. I see people that are writers. Marketing the whole night. I'm like, bro, they running circles around me. But you know what? When I talk to them, mm-hmm. they be like, man, I, they have anxiety issues. They don't feel like they've done enough because of social media mm-hmm. and them not knowing where they're going mm-hmm. and them not being patient. But if you know where you're going, like I know, I, I know, I know the place that I know that number. Right. That you know, I know the number that I need to reach and to to feel successful in my eye. Right. So I know where I'm going. So I know where I'm going is like only thing that's gonna stop me is death. <laughs> the right, only at thing at this point. At yeah. this point, the only thing that can stop me is death. So it's like I'm definitely getting there. You know what I'm saying? I'm definitely yeah. gonna get there. But creators of color have to have problems with being 
patience about it. They don't, and like I said, I'm going to plug my book again. I got this story about the lobster. If you read my book, it's a story about lobster. And I'll tell you about this story as we dive deep into these subjects in other episodes. But, you know, it's extremely important that, you know, you be patient. Right. You know, like, and y'all got to, you know, so creative colors got to be more patient about their success and just. You got to really understand, like, where a lot of, a lot of black creatives, man, they come from these places where, you know, you're in a position with, you know, if you weren't black or in certain situations that hmm, I want to start a business. This cool. Let's do it. I think a lot of black creatives start that business just like they about to start a new job. Have you ever transitioned to a new job and you wait on that last check for the one job and they want to make sure you get on in the next two weeks. So we got a little wiggle room. I think we, we position the start date of all our new creative uh, business just like that. And so we're so latched on that financial portion where it's like, man, I want to be hot and I want to be popping because I want to get paid this much. And that stuff takes so much time. I think that's another region of where that – stop, bro. And that's another region of where no, being this, impatient this, this funny. This comes funny. in. Because every time I talk to you and I try to get you to invest in something other than the work, you're always talking about, man, I got to get these bills paid. That's what I'm saying. But no, I'm, I guess, I've been transitioning, bro. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying, like you, you, you've, you've gotten better. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So you've gotten, you've gotten a little bit better, but it still, it's like you. I think, and that's the reason why I'm glad you're saying your perspective because uh, most people most are people, in there. Yeah, most people are. And they in need it. to see the realness of that transition. You but, know what I'm saying? You know, like at the end of the day, man, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, I've invested mm -hmm. so much money into stuff that I haven't seen. Mm -hmm. I invested a lot of money. I mean, a lot, bro. Mm -hmm. I could be, man. I look, I look back at it, and it's like, man, it's just the money I've just ridiculous. <laughs> but I, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, I know, I'm, I know, it's, it's getting me somewhere. Mm -hmm. I know I'm still one step closer to getting to that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And creatives of color gotta learn. That's that's why you collaborate too. To mm -hmm. to uh, lighten the blow financially, mm -hmm. and and that's what I've done. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to collaborate with other people to lighten the blow, to to get there faster. When you ain't got a lot of money, you got time. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if you got time, you get a lot of people that got time because y'all broke. You know what I'm saying? That's right. that's how that works. But you know, being patient is just one of those things that's stopping us from growing. Mm -hmm. And we, we'll get we'll get over that hump. You know. A lot of us will. I know I got over that hump a long time ago, man. And, you know, it's it's just been beauty. It's just been it's just been beautiful for me since I you know can, got can over. Can I get that. off the subject because I'm getting nervous? Why? Because you're about to say some stupid. No, because I'm over here thinking about all the times I did not want to be patient. I know that's what I'm saying. You you very impatient dude. This is anxious for life. You know? Well, I guess. All right. So next one, number seven, is relying on social media too much. Ooh, man. Yeah. Transition. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, man! Hey, I'm boy. Dog. I mean, I know people. The I, era of the millennials is bad. It is bad. Like when I say it's bad, it the, is bad. A false lifeline. It's just. It's bad, bro. It, it really is affecting all kinds of people. Will say this all the time. You know, if social media just you know ups and just gets eliminated, some people wouldn't have careers. And that might be true. But I'm going to be honest with you, like, you cannot rely on social media too much to 
get you clients. You can't rely on social media to uh, to uh, market your business too much. You still got to do the groundwork. I think that's what people fail to realize. You still got to do that in person work. And on top of that, like it's just toxic. Like social media can be super toxic. I personally use social media. I'm not saying I don't use it. I use it a lot. But at the end of the day, I still have I still have a hold on reality. Right. You know, and another thing, I'm not using it to make believe to play another person either. But that's another story. I'm talking about just relying on it too much. You know, you can't rely on social media too much to where it's like if you're not doing marketing or if you're not on there, no one knows that you're doing this work. No, nah, I got people that know me, know about me, older people that not on social media. Matter of fact, majority of my clients are not on social media. They right. older people, you know, that like older institutions and businesses and owners and stuff like that. So they don't really care about my social media. It's, you know, the younger generation and my people my uh, my peer group that really cares about it mm-hmm. and that I'm trying to help anyway. So that's the reason why I'm on it. But I use it to my advantage. I never let social media use me. I I, I mean, I use it, you know. So, I mean, what do you think about that? Um, I'm in the same boat with you, man. Like I said, I'm in the transition uh, process uh, as well. Um, I used to put everything on social media, and the, my only thing was to let social media be the driving force of how many clients I get, um, me to engage and how much I'm a price and stuff like that until, uh, you know, I had to talk with you and I was, he pretty much told me, he was like, stop, stop going for the likes, stop going for the acceptance of that. And so while everybody else is getting 200, 300, my homegirl, uh, Jessica, like she started out, I was kind of helping her start out like two, three years ago, bro. Now she getting like 600 likes, bro. She was just in like GQ magazine and I'm like, yo, like I, I was helping you, you know what I'm saying? But, and I'm only getting 30. I'm only getting 50. But I look at, sometimes those likes and stuff can hinder how much you grow because it puts you at a, a cap. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I must be getting, I must be the best since this. I must be getting really good so I can chill out on going out there. Bubble. And, put you in that bubble. See what I'm saying? So I'm not going to grow anymore because yeah. obviously it's good. Yeah, so I you think, you know, I think we got to stop relying on that. And one thing I did for the past two weeks, man, I actually been kind of fasting from that timeline. Mm-hmm. I kind of been fasting from that. Uh, if I didn't get no likes, that's fine. I really haven't even been posting like that, to be honest with you, man. And still, I've been getting clients. I've been paying my bills. I've been, I've been, I've been in this place where I'm accessible to be more creative. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so you just, you know, that's just something you can have to try for yourself <clears throat> and get out of that place, get out your comfort zone. It puts you in a bubble, bro, because it makes you like it, it puts you in a bubble. Like you know, I went to we both. Both uh, alumni for Prairie View Amen University. And we both at the time, like, I came in a little bit before you. But when I was there, I was kind of like one of the best designers there. You know what I'm saying? If not the best. Mm-hmm. But I was a, I was in a bubble because I was just the best at Prairie View. You don't learn. You don't grow. I wasn't the best Until anywhere you else. you looking at some others. Bro, I was not the best anywhere else. <laughs> you got out and you was like, ooh. <laughs> I was not the best. any. I mean, when I say anywhere else, mm-hmm. I was not the best. And it puts you in that bubble. Social media does that too. As, as broad as it is mm-hmm. and as worldwide as it is, global as it is, it kind of puts you in that bubble too. Because you look at it and you, you, can, like, you can look at the world and it can do two things to you. You can mm-hmm. look at it at social media and say, hey, man, I'm really not that good because you don't get a lot of likes. Mm-hmm. Or you can look at it and say, man, I'm really good because I get a lot of likes. And both of them can be misconceiving. Mm-hmm. Because if you get outside of that bubble, 
Man. And you realize how so many people run in circles around your ass. Man. And, and you realize how you really, you good, but you not that you good, that brother, good. to be resting on your laurels Man. like that. And you need to go out there and keep and on hustling and, keep really on, and see what people are really doing. So, mm-hmm. you know, social media is just, you relying on it too much. It's, and we, we have to do something about that. We got to, we got to. Take a step back, look at what we're doing, and look at how social social media is really uh, affecting our behavior, affecting mm-hmm. our work ethic, and just really yeah, work ethic. That's a good one. And it even really does. even with there, two things I was gonna say. You ever uh, read this uh, post of this meme that says a shark was put in this little tank, and for his whole life it could only grow, you know, a certain amount of feet. But when it was put into the ocean. It grew so much. I feel like we're always a product of the bubble that we oh, place ourselves in. That's fact. And on, on top of that, man, I've seen. Have you ever noticed the not the famous producers, but the directors, the the, the filmmakers? Their website look good, but you know on their Instagram, they, have you know they only Bro, get like I twenty. Follow, I follow this guy named Barry Strickland. And like they only get like Barry, Barry thirty likes, bro, but like, they getting paid. You know what I'm saying? Barry, Barry Strickland is white guy, bro. He got his own grip truck. Got like three or four cameras, bro. And then he he's he's DP'd he's DP'd or like been a, a gaffer on at least almost like bro. thirty different uh, TV shows and Transformers and all that ESPN. Social media look like what? He got like thirty followers. <laughs> This dude got like, <laughs> bro. It's a bro, shock, bro. bro I'm got thirty you. followers, bro. And you know what? That's the reason why I be tripping. Like, I ain't got a lot of followers either, but I would be tripping out there because you I know, had to grow from there, bro. You know, like I don't really care about that. You know, you know, the bag speaks different. You know, you know. The bag speaks different. You should put that on a little. <laughs> the bag speaks different. You know, because I'll be tripping off that kind of stuff, bro. Right I feel there. so comfortable being around people that got millions of followers, bro, mm-hmm. because I understand. And you're not intimidated. I'm not, oh, bro. I've been in rooms with people that have millions of followers. I'm going to drop and, the name. And, you know, I have too. Now, I've, I've seen rappers that so supposedly supposed to have money. Man. You know, I've seen the checks they've gotten and stuff like that. And yeah. I, I've I've heard of bags they've gotten. I'm like, mm-hmm. you worked hard to get that. And that's no wrong with that. And I'm not trying to count. Mm-hmm. I'm not knocking you, but like. If I mean, likes like, is what you wanted. You know, if, that, if that's what you try to get, you know what I'm saying? But that's mm-hmm. that. I, I know what real money look like. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and I know what like likes don't equate to money, and that's what thing people have to understand. We have to we have to voice that. You know, li- likes that has to be the truth. For likes don't equate to money, especially for creatives. <laughs> and I'm talking about, and when I say creatives, I don't mean just designers, filmmakers. I mean artists. I mean people that want to create things, mm-hmm. and you know, like musicians, anybody, bro. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's it's not easy to make money out here, bro, and make a decent living. So. You know, social media is good, but, like, don't rely on that stuff too much, you know. Mm-hmm. So, another thing is investing back in yourself. I like that one. That's another big one. That's, that's, I like that's that stopping one. Uh, creatives of color from growing, bro. And I told you this. So, this is what we do, right? I love being bad. Now you do. And now you need to, you're getting out of control with them. Chill You're getting out of control. He buying too much stuff, bro. He no, buying I'm not. cameras. I'm really not. Bro, you bought like cameras and you, and I, he was just doing too Y'all, much, bro. Don't to this man. More stuff than my you need. Camp. Okay, go you ahead. Need, you was buying more stuff than you need. All right. And I used my stuff. But it still didn't, you didn't need it. Man, should I get this three camera set up? I can't believe you came to me like that. You Three cameras, really? You don't need three cameras. That was a good up. week. <laughs> Till I got my stuff yeah, broken you, you got your car broken into. I was like, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> you, don't even, you don't need that. But this is what I say, investing back into yourself. Now, the creative industry like the dope game. 
is, bro. Chill out. It is, bro. Explain. Bro, I'm going to tell you how it is. I can create, like, I can make $100 a day if I want to. <coughs> I can literally say, I can go on social media or go out there and just say, I can go to a business and say, man, let me design your menu. Let me get $300 to design your menu. Or I can go online and say, hey, $100 logos. You know, so, so I can make money every day. Mm-hmm. Every day. Like the dope game. Stay it, on that corner. <laughs> yeah, like the dope game. I can make money every day. But you know what else I can do? Mm-hmm. I can spend money every day, too. Mm. And like I did when I first started, I was making money all the time. And I was buying shoes. I was buying clothes. Fitted caps. <laughs> fitted caps. I was buying all kinds of stuff, man. And no. I wasn't, that's not investing back in myself. It was stupid. It was just stupid, you know what I'm saying? Waste of money. <laughs> no oil changes nowhere. We were just buying all stupid just, stuff. Just, just buying a lot of stupid stuff because I'm making money. And I'm like mm-hmm. making, I'm like, I make $300 one day. Oh, I'm a, and I spend, you know what I do? Go to the mall. Sir. I'm, and you know what I, the justification? I'm going to make it back tomorrow. Run it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make it back tomorrow. That's Man. the stupidest stuff I ever, that's the stupidest stuff you can ever just, mm-hmm. it's just stupid, you know. So we don't invest in back in ourselves. So then we look up, we're doing this for like three or four years, and we look up, damn, I'm making the same amount of money I am making. Right. I ain't charging nobody no more than money than I can. And it's secretly like, scared to raise your prices. You, secretly, you know, because you like it's coming fast. It's comfortable. It's just like the dope game, right? You know what I'm yeah. saying? You keep your prices cheap. And you know, you just you know, like so that's how it was. Mm-hmm. What but when I when I read a book called The Agency by Rick Webb, and I'm gonna show y'all all these books that I read, I read a lot. I read I buy now I now that's what I do spend a lot of money on. I do buy a lot of books, bro. I buy a damn book damn near every week if I could. Mm. But uh <clears throat> when I read the book, I realized all of the things that I had to do because I always like from jump wanted to own own my own marketing agency. A real legit one. I ain't talking about these social media markets where they be right. <laughs> on YouTube, you know. For ten steps, you can. <laughs> no, I'm talking. About, I'm talking about legit mm-hmm. marketing advertising company. You know, I always wanted to in own Houston. One. in Houston. I owned by a black man. That's what I wanted to do. So I was like, you know, in order to get there, I had to make sacrifices. And so what I did was I started investing back into my company. So. One of the things I did was the money I made, I would make, I would set aside for awards. And I would start going after these awards. And I wouldn't win them in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just wouldn't win them. Right. And I, I, then I start winning them. Mm-hmm. My, we started winning. And like, we won New Market of the Year one year and stuff like that. And we got awards for design and, and, and uh, uh, PR and stuff. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so that was one of the ways I invested in myself was saving money so I can go after these awards because they cost. Another thing I, I did was I saved money to get certifications, mm-hmm. like hub certification, historically underutilized business. It's where, you know, it was one of those certifications where, you know, government give out contracts and like 10, 15 percent got to go to uh, hub vendors. Mm-hmm. So I, I uh, and I learned about that at the Small Business Development Center when I worked when I worked there because so, we would sign people up. Mm-hmm. We would sign people up for that. Right. So, I, so I invested in it. And then I invested in a better website. You know, no, no offense to Wix websites, but like I invested in a WordPress website. I actually paid somebody like two grand to do a great website for me. You know what I'm saying? And that changed, you know, because it looked better. And it looked like those agencies that I was trying to mimic or I was trying to be better then. Uh, mm-hmm. So I just reinvested every 
my money. I, and I, I created a pattern. I created uh, something. I created a, not a work ethic, but what's the word I'm trying to use? I just created a certain, ha I created a habit of investing back into my business, investing back into myself. I even went out to certifications for myself. I started learning more. I started buying more books and stuff like that. So that's all reinvesting back into yourself. And as a creative, and we don't do that because we'll get the money and we'll blow it and we'll look good on, on Facebook and Instagram and stuff. And that's fine. Ain't nothing wrong with that because right. I, you know, I do it every now and then. But, mm -hmm. bro, you got to invest back into your company. You got to invest back into yourself because that money you're making really ain't yours. It's your company money. Yeah. At least it should be if you want a company. Now, if you want to do this freelance thing and, you know, just do your freelance hustle all day, you know what I'm saying, and then have your business rely on you and you rely on your business, ain't nothing wrong with that. But I was trying to build something like real, tangible, something that I can hire people, and you know. So and we getting there. We we really close. So uh, yeah. So you gotta invest back in yourself. You know. And that's one of the things I had to tell Desmond over here, cause you know his ass. That's a, a bad word. He didn't. Uh, he had a hard time doing that. But mm. nevertheless, and okay. So number nine. I'm getting a C two hundred. All right, we're good. Deep. You gonna get the C two hundred? Yeah. That's, that's not a bad investment. No, nah, come on. Nah. <laughs> no, that's not a bad. That's not a bad. I, I'm gonna use it, so it's not a bad investment. But you gotta get rid of the other camera. So now right. nah, we, we, we. So you okay? So we'll be blocked. What you mean, dog? That's a five D Mark IV. That's a five D. So I do photography too. But you gonna have a C two hundred. That you, don't do photography. I have, a, like I said, I got a, I got, I do the same thing. I got a video camera, and I got, a, you know, cinematography camera, and I have a, 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 a and that's what it is. But you have three cameras in. No, I do not, sir. Oh, you sold the other? I one? sold that son of the Nick. Oh, I know you sold that thing. Gone, baby. Oh, you sold it? Oh yeah, Nick. That's why Nick been pushing. I ain't been seeing Nick. I ain't been seeing. We're gonna have Nick on the show one day. <laughs> that nigga ass on the show. Yeah, they gotta start. They gotta know how to act. <laughs> yeah, man, so like, <laughs> like gonna start singing and shit. Singing, gonna start singing and shit. Go ahead. I already know Nick. Nick gonna start singing and shit. But anyway, <sighs> um, so the next one and number nine is business structure or the lack thereof. Man, and you know what I told you? Gotta have that structure. Now this is the thing. This is the thing creatives of color have to understand. Cause I don't think y'all understand. You keep hitting the mic. And I'm I sorry, bro. It's my first time. But. I don't think y'all really understand about the structure, bro. You like, and I don't mean by structure. I don't mean just by having an LLC or a DBA. But that's important too. That's the basics of having structure. Having a bank account, having an LLC or a DBA. Mm -hmm. Those are the basics. That's the stuff you got to do up front. But I mean by like having procedures and pro and processes in place so people can do business with you. You know, have having you know. Uh, Knowing about W nine, so you can get subcontractors, you know, and knowing about your taxes, and you know, franchise taxes. I just filed my franchise taxes day before yesterday, mm. you know, <laughs> you know, you know. So like doing all those types of things, so you can have structure because this is one thing I've gotten bit, and this is another thing. I can charge ten grand for a logo. And average Joe over here has to charge five hundred dollars just because I got structure, yeah. and he doesn't. Because you come with so much. Because I have structure. How do you make that client feel? And on top of just being organized, it's the safety. It's the safety. Right. Like it's the safety in 
It's safety. It's about it's about safety. When somebody want to spend ten grand with you, right? And you and they got to sign a contract and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. They want to know that they I have insurance. Insurance mm -hmm. is another thing. Like I paid my insurance the other day. Mm -hmm. Uh, my business insurance. Like people don't understand. Like when clients do business with you, as a creative. You know, you got to have insurance, and that's a part of structure. Right. They don't want, you know, they want to know that, you know, if you mess up on right. a brand that, you know, what you got. What are they getting back? You know, you have liabilities, or, right. you know what I'm saying? And, it, it, and insurance is not expensive as people think it is. I pay like 80 bucks a month for insurance, bro. 80 bucks. I know you don't have it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say nothing, You look right at me like, I don't have uh, it. <laughs> 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 I don't have it. Eighty, really? You, I, bro, I, look, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. Get get insurance. I don't got insurance. I'm not called boss man, but you know you got it. I'm gonna invest, bro. Go bro, like, let me tell you why. Because like I rent cameras. Yes. And you know, you know, if I want to rent a red, right? I gotta literally have Provide. insurance. Mm -hmm. And I gotta do an insurance certificate. You know, when I use ShareGrid mm -hmm. or when I use any of these rental houses, right. we're gonna do an episode of the top rental houses in Houston. Because don't nobody know nothing. Don't nobody know anything. Somebody asked me yesterday, what's the, I was like, Prime Camera, uh, Rentals, a Square, all that stuff, bro. Bro, like, we're going to, we gonna, we gonna I, and it ain't been done yet either, bro. Bro. We're going to do it. We're going to do that. We're going to do that That's next gonna week. Blow up. We're going to do that next week. Tag on YouTube, Rental Places. Yeah, Houston. yeah bro. in Houston. Because no one knows, bro. Like, nobody. no one really knows that, you know, if you do this stuff, you can get good quality, all that stuff, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, these rental houses exist cheap. in Houston. Cheap. 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 I mean, cheap, bro. and then and then you can that that money can like really go to the client, like the client. You, you charge the client about forty dollars every two days for two days, two nights. You keep it, bro. Like I'm, I'm, a I lens, just, I just rented a red for a commercial we shooting. No, the commercial we shooting November. I decided not to get a DP. I'm How much you rented for? I'm like five hundred. Yep, four four thirty, four thirty. One day or two days? Two. Red, you feel me? red, chilling, and mm -hmm. now you dog. You know what I'm saying? Lights one forty. <laughs> Two days. Lens. Uh, <laughs> the lit now the lenses be high. Yeah, that's some <laughs> cinematic lenses. I ain't gonna <laughs> the lie. Lenses be high. They be like seven. Yeah, them lenses be high, like seven hundred. You know, but what Man. I just saw earlier. Yeah. I uh, I was at a I was at a you know Jail Malone shooting a movie at Preview mm -hmm. right now, and I was looking I was behind the scenes and stuff like that, looking at what they were shooting. They were shooting with reds. One they were shooting with a Gemini and a dragon. Mm -hmm. And bro, they didn't have no. No, it it was some really good lenses, mm -hmm. but it wasn't like it wasn't no one those big anamorphic lenses that cost like forty five millimeter seven thousand dollars one day. One. It wasn't it was something was, you could tell it was something yeah. that you can it like maybe you it was something very, very reasonable. So yeah. but those rental houses But it was a profit. Yeah. It was so profitable, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's the only those thing. rental houses is real. But like I said, it's the structure. Mm -hmm. You gotta get the structure. Even with Jay Malone, we gonna have him on the show too. Like his, his structure is ridiculous. Like mm -hmm. the dude, like his impact on Houston creative culture alone is really real. Because I don't think people people really taking him for granted right now. Mm -hmm. They taking him for granted for real, bro. Because mm -hmm. from the film festival to Black Market, think about Houston, when he when he went to go working with CW mm -hmm. and Dallas. Channel, yeah, all that knowledge. No, it wasn't. It was out here. It was out here. Yeah, he was going to Channel Thirty Nine out here. Oh, but at, at, at the end of the day, bro, like that, he really is. And we, me and him, talk about a it. powerhouse really of the mind, just no, as a yeah. creator. Bro. Me and him talk about it all the time, bro. He's but, so effective, you know. Yeah, what I'm but he, 
they're taking him for granted, bro. Like, I think people need to start mm-hmm. really recognizing him. And we talk about this all the time, but mm-hmm. we're going to have him on the show, too. Anyway, uh, so in number 10 mm-hmm. is quality. I will hurt somebody's feelings on this topic. <laughs> quality. I'm going to let you go first. Bro. Okay, look. We all went there. We all been there where our stuff was trash. Mm. You know, I was, bro, if you look at back some of the designs and videos I did mm-hmm. back in the day, it was super trash. Mm-hmm. But this is one of the things that's holding us back in the creative world, and that is quality. <laughs> we got to do better, y'all. We got to be better. It is really bad out here. It's bad. Because it's accessible. When anything's accessible, Will Smith just said this the other day. He's like, when when all the stuff when all the stuff turned digital, mm-hmm. when when the cameras and the music, all that stuff became digital, it became easier for everybody to use mm-hmm. and more accessible. And he said the quality went down, and naturally so. <clears throat> it's bad, mm-hmm. you know. We got to do better. I'm not perfect, and to be honest with you, my quality might not be you know uh, mm-hmm. movie star quality yet. You know what I'm saying? I might not be shooting feature film, but <laughs> Is <laughs> mm-hmm. is I'm sorry, bro. I was on Facebook Live. I'm sorry. Do your thing. Quality. The, the the next one, number eleven, is professionalism. But we're gonna get there. <laughs> we're gonna get there. The next one is professionalism. It's literally professionalism. I'm trying to outsource, man. Like everybody needs to know about this. My bad. It's literally professionalism, and you really you cited on a sheet professionalism. I did. Anyway, quality. We got to do better, bro. Like we just have to do better when it comes to quality. I mean, design-wise, some people are just hard. Design's really getting it right now because people, like, <coughs> good design is hard to come by. Mm-hmm. It's way harder to come by than, I think, good film. You know why? Because, like, some people could just put it on a camera and get and just decent. just put the settings. In the, in the, in the phone. The phone's got good, you know, like, you know, like. You, you can have a technical chart sheet and still produce something really and, good. But design-wise. You have to know. Writing-wise. Uh, structures. It, like, you know. Quality, period, bro, is just really bad uh, out here. And, you know, business is bad. The quality, every everybody's quality has to be better. And we are, even myself, we all got to take it up a notch. And you can't be trying to charge people when you're not that good. You know, I have people, you know, you know, say no names. I have some people that, you know, can't, they're not good enough yet to be charging. Mm-hmm. You're just not good enough. I don't understand what people think that they can charge when they're not good. At, I'm gonna tell you this. And they don't practice. Let me tell you at all. When I when I wanted to start a clothing line in college, because everybody did, <laughs> and I I talked to the dude that owned Crooks and Castles a long time ago, a long time ago. He's I emailed a bunch of people, and he's the only one to email me back. And he told me two things. He's like, make sure you have a website before you start selling. And make sure you're good before you start selling. He's like, you can't start charging people unless you have the standard quality. And, when, and the, he said the standard industry call. He said standard industry quality. Right. And he was, and what that means is, is like if your work, it's not like the is the base. The base of the industry. <laughs> don't it's charge something. nobody. If right. your work is not the base, do not charge anyone. Uh-huh. And I think that's what has happened. Like. You know, people charging for dirt, and people, some people are paying for it, but 
Uh-huh. You know, like, if your work is not the industry, bro, whatever you're doing, I don't care if you're making candles, if it's not the industry standard, don't charge nobody for it. Give it for free and perfect your stuff. Mm-hmm. But you can't charge nobody if you're not good enough. Because being good is the basics. Mm-hmm. That's just the basics. Like, that's just what you need to do com- to compete. I feel like a lot of people, it goes back to the whole social media thing. Everybody's looking at this stuff of what's just accepted now. And so, your barometer kind of changes, you know what I'm saying? Because people are okay with the bare minimum. I be seeing everybody with their camera phones, you know what I'm saying? What do girls do? Just knock on that flip. I done had a girl at a professional photo shoot try to tell me in broad daylight to put my speed light on my Canon and put it in front so it can look like an iPhone picture. Like, it was serious and was upset until I did that. But a lot of other creators will take that and be like, oh, well, that's what they want, so that's what's up. Or they get like a little bit of clout. And then they stop reaching certain levels of quality. And so now your work becomes trash to other creatives or just other people that really want, you know, something that's really good. But, you know, kind of goes goes back to what you said, man. Um, people have to really want that. And it's really about the environment that you're in. Also, the inspiration that you look at. Because if you have nothing that you're trying to mirror, at least try to mirror, then you're not going to get better because you have nothing to look forward to. You know, you have no structure of... That's the mountain mountaintop. Oh, if that's how it's supposed to look, what am I doing to set up things to get better? Whether it's composition, color, uh, lighting, uh, editing, any of that. It's just very, I don't know, it's just different, man. A lot of people don't take that into consideration. But I do know some people who, with the thing of quality in a year, man, I'm talking about every day just out there learning. No, that's how, that, to be honest that's with you. That's how I was. It was just like. <clears throat> that's how you get. <laughs> I mean, that's how. Oh, no, 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 but for real, that at the honestly, quality has to get better, and it doesn't. It just takes a lot of work to get good at something. But get good first before you try to charge somebody, man, because that irks me. And then they have the nerve to like think they really good, and I, you know, mm. me. I don't hold nothing back. I'm going to tell you if you're good. I'm going to tell you if you need work. But that's all my intern. I don't play. Mm-hmm. I don't sugarcoat nothing. I let them know, like, bro, you ain't good enough to be charging or you ain't good enough for this. You need to get better because at the end of the day, I'm doing you a disservice mm-hmm. if I tell you otherwise. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. we all got to get good and we all got to get better. But stop charging people if you're not good enough. If you don't have that industry standard, don't charge nobody. And the last one is professionalism, and we're gonna call this an honorable mention because we only wanted to do. I only wanted to do ten, but it popped up in my head after somebody did something that irritated the heck out of me. It's fine, you know. Somebody did some real. And it's not you, this time, because usually you doing some stuff that's unprofessional all the way. But somebody did some super unprofessional, and I'm like, man, let me put this on there. Mm. Professionalism is everything. Accountability is everything. One of the things I always say is talent will get you likes, but accountability and professionalism will get you paid. That's the honest truth. I've seen, like it goes back to me saying, there are people way much more talented than me. Way. I mean, I, 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 when, I, when I meet them every time, I bow down to them because they're like, man, you're so talented. Mm. Man, you you just really and I, I I don't mind telling somebody that's talent more talented than me. I don't mind. I, it is what it is. Maybe I work, you know. Right. You know what I'm saying. But at the end of the day, 
there are a bunch of people out there way more talented than you, way more talented than me, but our professionalism and our accountability is what keep people coming back. There's nothing better than being able to go to sleep at night knowing somebody, you gave the right person a project. Mm-hmm. And that's what people want when they get, people pay for peace of mind. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's what people pay for. That's the reason why they don't mind paying a lot of money for certain stuff. Because they know it's going to be right. Their when, productivity is just going to be just, what? man. They are, they'll pay that. And I, I, I witness this all the time. I witness people say, man, Mike, you pricing. I mean, you know, I know I'm, I know for a fact I'm going to get a good product when I when I do business with you. I know for a fact you're going to make sure it, it, it's, it's right. Because that's that accountability. That's that professionalism. They know for a fact, you know what I'm saying? Because I have a brand. And I have a business that I, I stand by. And so we have to operate at a very high level. But with that being said, it's like some of y'all, some of y'all are super unprofessional. Mm-hmm. Can't nobody account. Uh, uh, you, you, your accountability is just non-existent. And it shows in your work. It shows in the clients you got. It shows in the type of money you're making. It shows in just everything, bro. You know what I'm saying? It, it just shows. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we all got to be more professional. And more accountable. And, you know, we working on you. We working on you. You know what I'm saying? I brought way better. <laughs>